and welcome folks to episode 39 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and with me today, my partner in crime... Uh, Andy, a.k.a. Max Dice. (laughs) 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 Don't even, don't even start with that. Jesus. Have seen it? Have seen the latest? How many Facebook threads can you discuss the same thing? Um, I don't know. Let's put a poll up about how many we can do. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not do one poll. Let's do two polls. <laughs> oh, mate. No, we're being a pair of slags here. Let's. Uh... <laughs> how are you, Andy? I'm very well, mate. You all right? Yes, I'm very well. Good evening to you, sir, or certainly evening as we're recording this. It is, yeah. It's cold around these parts as well, man. It's very cold. We've had snow and frost, and it's minging up my end. Yeah, yeah. I had to put a jumper on today. It was nightmare. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm very, I'm very sorry that, that our bad weather from up here has, has managed to eke its way into your warm, tropical southern climes. Sullying <laughs> my good temper. <laughs> yeah it's been an unusual night and uh that will be well the reason for the unusual night will come clear in our next episode but uh yeah we've we've had some technical issues this evening yeah it may or may not be on the next episode <laughs> well yeah sure i'm sure it'll be fine i'm sure it'll be fine so yeah uh, what have you been up to then lately man what's been going on in the last two weeks since we spoke oh, what have i been up to i've i've been playing some games not so much dice masters which Ooh. is um they're a bit irrelevant, but uh, what have I played? <laughs> I played a couple of games of Mansions of Madness, both about it on the last episode. Yes, you did, uh, yes, yeah. With my new gaming crew, we played the first kind of, I suppose, proper mission of the, uh, the box set and got battered by the game completely. Uh, so we uh, we set up a few days later to try it again sure. and uh, fared marginally better, uh, although one of my, uh, my buddies accidentally clicked the end of game button on the ipad when we oh, weren't finished no. and, but that was cool it was very very exciting it's very good it's very hard yeah you did you did say that the difficulty was going to ramp up on this this next bit of the campaign you mentioned that. yeah yeah it's yeah. like doubled it's rip it's a hard one but i think that's the whole point of the cthulhu alchemy games is that they're not easy yeah oh yeah for sure i played a little bit of elder signs in my time yeah, that's the one with like 50,000 different tokens and cards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not one that hits the table particularly often. I mean, we liked it well enough, but I've got a whole thing about games that take ages to set up and get off the ground. So we've got a, we've got a few games on the shelf that gather a bit of dust because we like them, but we're just, oh, can we be bothered getting that out and getting it ready when you can just get a small box game or a couple of small box games, you know, like your Fantasy Realms? Yeah, and and just you know play a couple of rounds of that, and then when you bore that, get temp worker assassinate. You know the littler ones. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah, this is good with the Mansion of Madness because it's all done on the uh, iPad. Sure. So all the usual little cards and tokens and everything that you'd be using to kind of monitor the progression of the game is all done on the app. Yes. So it saves loads of time. Yeah, that's, uh, I know that never occurred to me, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that was good. Played. Uh, couple of games of a miniature game called carnival oh, yeah. uh my man who may or may not be listening james forshaw has uh, uh invested quite heavily in that game and uh, and set it out in his house and we uh, had a few games of that which was cracking actually it's quite do you know with miniature games like warhammer 40k and the vast other ones they're pretty complicated which always is a bit of a down point for me but this one is pretty straightforward it's set in venice 
but it's like an alternate past where there's been like a rift in the sky so everyone's got magic and gone a little bit mental sure. uh, and you move your little gang around and they're different factions of oddness and uh, yeah great fun love that cool yeah. the andy england recommendation there yeah I've got that. and then lastly i've been i bought a love letter for my wife at oh Christmas. yes as a uh, attempt to indoctrinate her into the, any form of gaming, uh, and uh, that has gone down well. Uh, quite often, we are found trying to lure a princess into our uh, our bed with some love letter. <laughs> sure, that that's just how they roll down south, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then Dice Masters Wise been prepping some global escalation games. Yes. Sorry, Golden Escalation. No, sod it. Um, that that format. Yeah. Games. Uh, so we've been <laughs> doing some that, doing some prep. I finally had my invitation through the post. Yes, yeah. Um, that uh, that has been discussed, and we believe it was just an admin error. Yeah. So I'm in with eight hours to submit to the team for the tournament. So. Happy days. So that would be good. Yeah, I need to do mine. I need to get mine in before before I hit the sack this evening. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's good. All good. The Chris and uh, Rob's Game Room Invitational, that's kicking off uh, next week. So we need to get that done. Excellent. Yeah, sounds it's like you've had a... Uh, we like Love Letter. We've got the Batman version of it. There's a Batman version? That sounds amazing. Which well, Who's the princess? Um, Harley Quinn's the princess. Oh, nice. Yeah. Harley Quinn's the princess. She's uh oh wait, hang on, or is it the Joker? Is the princess the eight pointer? Yeah. Yeah, it might be the other. It, uh, the Joker might be the eight pointer, and Harley Quinn might be the seven pointer. Oh right. Cracking game. Yeah, yeah, excellent game, and it's um, yeah, it's just uh, it's another one of those little box games that's just dead quick and easy to get out. A bit of bluffing, a bit to turn around. We we tried it out with my little girl as well. She's kind of getting her head around it too. So we've been having some three player games. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. How about you then? What have you been up to? Uh, so, as you mentioned, we've been—you know—you and I have been uh, prepping up. We've been prepping up our single affiliation teams for the MOD PDM coming up on the tenth of February, and then we've been prepping up our global escalation teams for so getting our reps in uh, for those. Down at Element Games, we had a what did we play this week? Oh, we did a purchase cost restriction. So it was a modern event. Uh, but your the purchase cost of your team had to add up to 40 points. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool, actually. Um, I tell you, I, I was very pleased. I, I messaged you, actually, just after it happened. I, at the event, I managed to collect her in a stomper, a nine-cost stomper, while my Adam Warlock was out. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. only happened once. I, I tried all night long to do it. only happened once, but that was that was a little win for me. That was incredible to spend seven to collect that bad boy in with that Adam Warlock hand. So I KO'd four of my opponent's characters, cleared the field down, and then steamed over. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, nice. That was some nice Johnny fun for me. Uh, so that's what we played down at the FLGS. And then the week before... Oh, jeez, I'm losing track of... been making that many teams, I can't remember. Oh, the week before went disastrous for me. Why did it go disastrous for me? Oh, I can remember you moaning. 
Yeah, I just made a really bad team, but I can't remember what the theme was. I probably just blacked it out because it, it went so bad. <laughs> <laughs> just went so bad. Uh, and the non-Dice Masters front, uh, the usual kind of stuff with the kids. We had a game of Hey, That's My Fish and a game of um, You've Got Crabs. And I think we did a little bit of Batman dice as well. We're Batman fans around these parts, can you tell? And then we, my sister-in-law was visiting at the weekend and we taught her how to play Pandemic. So we didn't play Pandemic Legacy, we, we played normal Pandemic to teach her the game. Oh, cool. Yeah, and she seemed to enjoy it, so that was good. In fact, we're, we're, our campaign to convert the brother and sister-in-law into gamers seems to be going very well lately. They've, um, she's bought a copy of Azul and they asked to play games every time they come round. She played Takenoko with me and my daughter. So, yeah, that's going very well. Yeah. Join us. Join us. Yeah, come over to the dark side. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my that's my gaming life. That's my gaming life this last two weeks. So, yeah, cool. Uh, let's get on with some actual Dice Masters related content then, I suppose, my man. So, the who are you, where are you, what are you, how are you thing that we've been doing, kind of doing, not doing um, has a little twist this week. Ooh. Yeah, we've had some correspondence from a listener, but not just not just any normal correspondence. They sent in sent us a little audio clip in. Oh, put it in about now. That's exciting. Yeah, let's put it in now. About now? Uh, now. Hello, gentlemen. As if you haven't heard from us enough in the last week, you're never going to guess where I take Lucan to school. Lucan? I am educated in El Segundo, California. That's and right. We listen to the podcast on the way there. Not only that, he's been promoting the game at school. So there's a good chance there's some new listeners to your podcast via his introduction at school. And to, to top it all off, you're never going to guess, well, what El Segundo means. It means <laughs> the second in Spanish, <laughs> which is, you know, it's, it's sad. Very sad. And while I have you, I'm going to take a moment to hopefully plug. We're going to have one big weekend. I think we're going to either call it the Royal Rumble or something to that effect. Since we've learned in, since the last episode that uh, we're not going to get WKOs, a group of us have taken it on to try to replicate that experience of a competitive event, to have a, a competitive PDC-like event that uh, I can hopefully prize and on or around the weekend of March 9th and 10th, circle that date in your calendar, March 9th or 10th, we'd like to have the major scenes, I'm figuring maybe 10, 12 of the big local game stores that host usually host 8 to 10 people. If you can bring in 8 to 10 people, this would be good for you. And the winners of each local game, the winner of the top two of each local game from across the world, will be eligible to play in an upcoming online tournament so save the dates uh we're going to talk more about the specifics of the tournament but a local game across the world one big weekend each local store will be playing their games and then you know we'll qualify for for a huge online tournament to hopefully kick off a new season of online gaming that uh and i'm and i'm prizing just so people know the first online tournament i'm going to be giving i'm going to be prizing a factory set that I took home from Worlds. That's going to be the prize. So if you're interested in participating in this event, please drop me an email at arge at rollandthunder.xyz and I'll get your name on the list. 
Yes, that's right, folks. So uh, lots of ground to cover there. So um, it's a who are you, what are you, where are you, how are you, why are you uh, win this week. I'll throw the sound effect in, even though I don't think we're really doing this properly anymore. Uh, But also, yes, Rolling Thunder put their first episode out uh, last week when this goes out. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yep, so Arj and Luke in there, and they had uh, Shadow Meld, well-known internet Dice Masters player, um, on to talk about some teams and some ideas and stuff, so we, we'd highly recommend that you go check that out. After uh, you listen to us. Oh yeah, absolutely, always always finish <laughs> our episode first. And then uh, head on over to Rolling Thunder, without the G, without the apostrophe, dot XYZ, that's a really interesting web address actually, I want an XYZ web address, um, to take part in their little quiz thing uh, and to find out more information about this worldwide hashtag not a wko kind of a pdc sort of thing that they're working on um so get some information on that or get in touch with them and then finally el segundo means second (laughs) 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 that's uh, that's just tremendous that's just tremendous so uh yeah luke man you just uh as soon as you can get moving out to college and out from under the shadow of that decked out crown wearing belt wearing (laughs) <laughs> behemoth of a dice masters player that's uh, the patriarch of your household <laughs> yeah very good so that was a, a where are you who are you what are you how are you why are you win are we doing another one this week i'm not sure i can be asked i'm just having a look it does appear that uh, el segundo is up there again uh well that'll be that play group well let's do the let's do the they're, third. they're just listening they're going right how do we do this Let's yeah. listen to some pros. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they've been uh, just uh, drawing inspiration from from the masters of podcasting that that are the Ministry of Dice. I nearly said that the double burst. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if it's El Segundo, uh, I tell you what, Luke, can get get one of your one of your local playgroup players at this club you set up at your, at your school to get in touch, and we'll 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 uh, give them a shout out. Uh, but in the meantime, I suppose let's go for the third one down because we know it is in up in Scotland, don't we? If you're in Woodway in the United States, drop us a line. Go to the contact us button on the BritRoller6.com webpage or go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice or tweet me at BritRollerMr6 uh, let me know who you are and where you play uh, when you guys get together and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Okay, cool uh, Should we let the listeners know a little bit about what we've got coming up in this episode then my man? Let's do it Yeah, alright, cool. So uh, we have uh, a community focus coming straight after this where we're just going to talk about the spoiler-tastic week that was last week in the in the world of Dice Masters. Uh, then uh, th- there's a segment in here that as of recording right now, I don't know anything about. It's a secret. It's a secret. Andy's prepared a segment that I'm to be involved in that I'm about to plow into completely (laughs) blind. So look forward to that. I don't know what's coming there. Uh, And then at the back end of the episode, we've got a segment lined up for you where... uh, What did we do for this one? We've done that whole recording out sequence thing. I've got completely lost. Um, We did it last week. Yeah, what was it? really really good yeah i mean it's freaking amazing so stick around for that one guys <laughs> i think it's about oh i know what it is it's the t- it's the team brew oh it's, it's not that good 
Yeah, no, I think it's all right. It's reasonable. Yeah. But that was uh, by request of Chris Club. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, so uh, at least we'll have one listener goes all the way the distance to listen to the team brew that they asked for. Yeah, there we go. So uh, is there anything else at this point now, Andy? Um, no, let's go to Community Focus. Let's go to the Community Focus then. This is London Calling. Here is the news. Yes, welcome back boys and girls, it's community focus time and the big news in the world of Dice Masters since our last episode was the spoiler-tastic week that we had last week, well last week as, uh, as of the time we are recording this, where the Justice Campaign Box and the two team packs, the Mystics and the Doom Patrol, well all the cards have been spoiled now, we know everything that's going on with them. Don't we? We do indeed, and there's loads of cards. Loads of cards, yeah. So um, our man Stephen Cookus over at DM Armada YouTube channel. Hi, Steve. Hi, uh, Steve. He did a uh, box opening of, what do they call it, box breaking? What, what do the kids say? Um, he gets the free stuff and we don't. Uh, yeah, don't even start me on that one. <laughs> just because we live in England, you know what I mean? Postage can't be that expensive. Um, kids. Unboxing. Unboxing, yeah, that's the that's what the kids say. I was going to say unpacking. Um, <laughs> did an unboxing <laughs> did, did an unboxing stream on his channel, and then that's that's still available on his channel there, where he revealed all the cards, and then was good enough to screen capture them all and do as a nice uh, high res gallery on his Facebook page. So go track that down, folks, if you want to pour over those spoilers and take a closer look. We also had the team packs uh, revealed by. Uh, what's that dude with the, with the beard and the waistcoats called? Tom Vassell. Tom Vassell. Over at the Dice Tower. He's, he's, isn't he the son of Paul Daniels? Uh, well, a little known fact, actually, for the listeners talking about <sighs> Paul Daniels. So for a period of time, actually, Andy used to design magic tricks, kind of like the um, Michael Caine character in The Prestige. You used to spend your time with notebooks and diagrams and charts, planning out tricks and, and designing illusions for sale. And Paul Daniels, interestingly enough, was, was Andy's biggest customer and, until Andy designed a trick that involved Debbie McGee, a banana, a tank of water and an angry rabbit. And some ping pong balls. Yeah. Yeah, and then Paul Paul just ended the business relationship quite abruptly there. But I, I thought it was a great illusion that you prepared there, man. Yeah, I used to have a little card that said Andy England illusions for sale. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, don't bother with the Tom Vassell video. Go to our man Steve over at DM Armada. I believe Steve gives us a better commentary and a better kind of discussion of the card game texts and their implications than, than Tom does. He just does kind of one of those short, snappy, 10 minute Dice Towery reviews that doesn't. Saw him at the UK Games Expo. Uh, I met him. I had quite a lengthy yeah. conversation with him, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone had these like beautiful stalls with big banners and signs, and he just had a completely blank like wall, a chair. He just sat on the chair. That was it. <laughs> so, I don't need any uh, marketing or advertising. I'm Tom Vassell. Just yeah. sit down here. So with the press pass, I went in on the Thursday night preview and, and the Dice Tower guys were there and me and Tom had a bit of a natter about Dice Masters. Ooh, rubbing shoulders with celebrities. He was. Uh, yes, he was. He was very pleased to meet me. He's a tall guy. He's not as tall as me. Yeah. Uh, and he wears the hats and the ties and the waistcoats in real life. In real life? Mm, yeah, he was where he was, where he was in the full. Photoshop top. Yeah, he was decked out, yeah. Anyway, so uh, justice spoilers then. So <laughs> justice. I, I think that uh, I think this is a really juicy batch of cards. 
on its way. I know there's been some contentious debate online about the max die counts and uh, are the team packs worth it or not and you know that that's fine people are entitled to their opinion but uh, as far as i'm concerned i think both the campaign box and the two team packs have got some belting stuff in there yeah they're pretty cards as well really pretty yeah that alex ross artwork's just outstanding isn't it yeah it's, it's nice it's all painterly it looks a bit different it'll stand out in a team if you've got like a mix of other cards Yes, I think so too. I think so too. So, um, re- yeah, just re- really into this upcoming set. I'm a DC fanboy as well, which I think is uh, influencing influencing my excitement for the set. But one thing I was thinking about, which I'll just bring up very briefly now with you, Andy, is I was just wondering when there's there a few people out and about in, t- in the social medias up on Facebook kind of saying, nah, there's only two or three cards really worth it. And they kind of went into a direction where I was saying, are you mad? This is, you know, th- there's loads of awesome stuff in here. The, the kind of perspective from those who didn't agree with me was that there's nothing really that's going to move the meta. Uh, and one thing that did occur to me, one thing that crossed my mind was that I'm very fortunate to have a play group and then a set of online play friends where um, we play lots of themes. We do, um, you know, we can set a format when we get together on a Tuesday night down element games or me and you, you know, we experiment with stuff all the time. I'm very fortunate to have that in my world so that when I'm looking at a set like justice and the team packs, I'm not just looking for the competitive meta. I'm looking for, you know, there's other things that catch my eye. Cause I think that's janky fun. That would be great for a single affiliation night or, you know, Oh, check that out. That, that combo really well in a golden event where it's, I don't know, themed around purchase costs, like weenie wars or something. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, uh, I think that there's something about the way the campaign box and the team packs tie together as a whole, mm. you know, and I think everyone's always rooting around for where's the new venerable dreadnought or where's the new shriek shriek or, you know what I mean? And yeah. looking, for, looking for that card in there and not really taking a step back and looking at the whole picture perhaps. Yeah. I found that, that with the later cards and I, I won't cotton on to if it's great or not without playing it. So um, I always kind of hold back judgment. I don't go in and wade in and say, you know, this is rubbish. Because sometimes I need to get them on the table and and play them and see how they fit in and how they actually work. Earlier cards like ABX were like quite straightforward, wasn't it? This card went here, did that. Yeah. And um, that explained it. But then there's other things like Super Rare Mimic. That's, That's been hanging around for a while until... Arch waded in and went. Now this is how you use it. Bish bash bosh. Yeah. And uh, and now everyone's. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I need to say something naughty. Everyone's very pleased and, and wants to play with it. Uh, but you know, <laughs> so I guess I'm, everyone I'm, wants I'm, to play with Arge's thing. <laughs> everyone wants to play with Arge's um, Arge's mimic. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, so yeah. I mean, obviously that's 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 nothing new. It's just that he's found out how to use it. So often there is a card that sits round. I mean, Bard sat in the starter box for a lot of people for ages until some bright spark went. Actually, do you know what? I just do this, this, and this, and an attack, and everyone's dead. Uh, so um, it, it's playing around with them. That's the fun bit. Trying out what they do, see if they're good, see if they're not good. But I had yeah. the Nurgle team out with when we were playing a few weeks ago, and there's some good things in that as a just a standalone pick eight cards out of the eight characters. But you start bringing some stuff in. That question mark one's a, a killer if it ever rolled. Um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what i've been adding up question mark rolls for weeks now since you played that going oh yeah that'd have been too damaged there oh, <laughs> honestly i think there's loads loads of um untapped potential in that one for sure yeah 
Yeah. Um, so get your pre-orders done, folks. I don't know when it's actually due to land, but it's um, but it's all been fully spoiled now, so it must be on its way soon enough, or certainly for the States. We might have a little bit of a delay over this side of the water. But yeah, the, the big news for our community focus this week is Justice has been fully spoiled. Go and pour over those cards. Start thinking about your combos now. And let us know what you what what switches you on, what you're excited about with that set. All right then, boys and girls. So welcome back. This next segment now, I have no living idea what's going to happen because Andy has been tinkering away in his Q branch to prepare this next segment under a complete veil of secrecy. I've been sent some audio clips and instructed very strictly not to play them or listen to them. Um, so I'm going to hand straight over to my man, a.k.a. Max Dice over there, and, I don't know, put myself in his incapable hands. <laughs> it's been a while since we like used the term Q branch, hasn't it? I think it may well have been, yeah. It's because we, uh, we do a lot of our quizzing through the bar now, don't we? But this is going back to the original idea of me giving you quizzes. Um, I've got no idea how this is going to work. I've been trawling some local radio stations and listening to uh, different quizzes that they do. uh, And let's give it a try. So you have got what I've got. I've sent you over 10 audio clips. You have. We will edit these in to the recording afterwards so that it's not as bad as, uh, as trying to hear your phone. Okay. And what it is, it's a card and subtitle. Right. That I've said, uh-huh. and then I've reversed it. Oh, whoa, okay. And you've got to guess what I'm saying, and I've said it in as proper English as possible to try and help. Right. But this does seem quite hard when I listen back to them. But you've got to guess what they are. Okay, card and subtitle, reversed, and I've just got to guess the card and subtitle correctly. That's right. So it's nice and straightforward. It should be easy. Are they from the whole you know, length and breadth of every Dice Masters release? or? Yes, Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> right then. And have you named this quiz? Um no. Let me have a think. Let's call it Global Reverse Galation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean golden reverse galation? Oh, I always get it wrong. I always get it wrong. No, it is global. I'm just teasing you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So do do I just hit play then and get uh, into from, it? Go to the bottom up. So the first one I sent you. Right, okay. Here we go then. I'm going to hit play now. What the? Oh, my God. Um, I've no idea. Nerves. <laughs> um, Jesus, not a clue. Uh, that's Space Wolf, dude. Grey Hunter. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. It was a while ago I did these. Uh, so let's find out. Iceman. Too cool for words. <laughs> So, miles off then. Okay. Um, <laughs> right, let's have a go at this second one then. <laughs> what are we doing? Slow off down the stick. Mammer slut. What? Slow off down the stick. Mammer slut. Mammer slut. Your mum's a what? Mammer slut. Is that not. Have you not just said. Um, Shalama lama lama? I don't know. Uh, the anti-pure-blood epic humanoid. And the answer is... Ultraman. Kryptonite-powered. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be a long segment. I hope you guys are doing better playing along at home than I'm doing here right now. Uh, right, let's go into number three. Me, Penos. Oh, uh... Me, Penos. 
Schmish. Um, Thanos. Um, Infinity Gauntlet. Let's have a listen. Shriek. Sonic Beam. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I hope the listeners are doing better than me. Uh, what was that, number three? Uh, it was number three. Right, number four, then. Navis. Hey, last. Hurst Kellogg. What? Navis. Hey, last. Hurst Kellogg. Sound German, don't I? Navis. Hey, last. Hurst Kellogg. Have some couscous. Have some couscous. Uh, uh, the Collector, Tanlir Tivan. The Collector, Tanlir Tivan. Yes! How <laughs> <laughs> did you get that? I don't know, I'm completely guessing. <laughs> I'm completely guessing right now. Uh, right, okay, what was that, number four? Right, number five then. Oh wow, that sounds like a long one. I don't know. It doesn't. I, I'm trying to identify some sort of sound in there that. Uh, blue eyes, white dragon. Whatever the uh, subtitle of the rare is. <coughs> Noxious blightbringer, cursed plague bell. <laughs> just, just play that plague bell bit again. That's funny. Cursed Plague Bell. <laughs> bell. <laughs> okay, so what am I? One out of five so far. How well are you guys doing at home? All right, number six then. One, two, three, four, five, six. Snuggly Mine is Scarus Heifer. Harris Christian. Snuggly Mine is Scarus Heifer. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Uh, boom Boom Time Bomb. Professor X. Recruiting young mutants. All right, well, uh, one out of six. Uh, so this six. Number seven now, then, is it? I think I made it too hard. Hercus Hamiadnido. Herschel. What? Hercus Hamiadnido. Herschel. Oh, um. Uh, Jubilee. The Super Air Jubilee. I've forgotten the subtitle. More right. Uh, yeah. Punisher. Wedding Day Massacre. Punisher Wedding Day... <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Punisher called Wedding Day Massacre. Uh, I didn't okay. either, but um, I was searching for uh, card subtitles and that came up. I was like, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. All right, number eight. What? Gordon Bennett. Who, who knows? Um, this is insane. Uh, green Devil Mask. Um, thingy Trap. Electro. Massive Discharge. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known you'd have thrown one in. They're <laughs> <laughs> always throwing the Massive Discharge. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go then. Here we go then. Oh, the sound of that is making me. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Reflections, is it? No, let's say Wonder Woman, Child of Clay. Norman Osborn. Don't call me Gobby. So I clocked that sound, but obviously I went. Totally in the wrong direction. Okay, uh, number ten then. 
Please tell me it's something like Kate Bishop Hawkingbird. No, not Hawkingbird. What's the common one? Um, common Kate Bishop. Common, yeah, Common yeah. Kate Bishop. <laughs> the, the subtitle is just common. It is. Loading. <laughs> Blue Eyes White Dragon. Monstrous Dragon. Oh, uh, you said it earlier. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, one out of ten there. One out of ten. Oh, mate, I've done... I feel like I've four. let you down enormously there. I think I, I think I need to tweak it a bit. Tweak uh, format. We, it could be something special. Tweak it how? I don't know. I'll have a tinker in the cube <laughs> branch and see what I can do. <laughs> see what you can do. All right. Well, uh, let us know, folks, if, if you've had a go at that and you've managed to do any better than me, which, let, let's be honest, is, is not difficult with my one out of ten record there. I, t- I am very disappointed that you didn't do a Vixen Mario McCabe. <sighs> Sorry, yeah. Or a Kate Bishop. Or a Kate Bishop, yeah. Um, the um, What was the random one? Punisher... Wedding Massacre. Wedding, wedding Day Massacre. Did you imagine in a month of Sundays I'd have, <laughs> I'd have ever got that one right? <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, jeez. This is the byproduct of leaving you on your own and letting you come up with your mad ideas. <laughs> I know. Well, give it, a, give it a, a few weeks, a couple of episodes. I'll have a tinker. I've got a few ideas now. We can make it a little bit easier. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Or, but- or not. Yeah, well, you know, it's your cube branch, man. You do with it as you please. <laughs> you do with it as you All the best ideas come out of experimental innovations of this nature. Just, just, um, you know, don't be. Just because I'm, I'm incapable of under. Do you know what it reminds me of? Actually, did you ever see the um, Red Dwarf episode? Yeah, when they all have to, get, they all go backwards. Yeah, yeah, they all backwards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and they say we're going to London. Nod, no, nod, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah yes yeah it was a different planet that was... yes i think the episode may have even been called backwards um but uh, it reminded me of that with the backwards beat the reverse brothers and they did everything forward and everyone went mental <laughs> and, and then the cat had a poo and well that ended badly for him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on that note <laughs> I'll wrap this one up there and we'll move on to the next segment well thank you very much mate how long did that take you today? about 10 minutes oh alright then fair enough yeah. you invested a massive amount of time for me just to fail miserably <laughs> oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hang my shoulders in shame now maybe my best days behind me <laughs> Yes, welcome back, folks. And for this next segment now, Andy, we're going to have a little chat about a card that we've been asked to talk about by a listener. Get out of it. I know, tell me about it. Once again, the ripple effect of the double burst packing in this Dice Masters podcast game has brought a listener to our doorstep (laughs) in need of combo ideas and brewing help. So, Chris Club, hello, Chris. We hope you're well. Chris uh, dropped a little note to us asking if we would do a bit of a team brew or have a bit of a chat about a card. And so I, I dropped him a, uh, a reply saying, well, what card would you like us to talk about? And Chris came back and said, Orbital Strike seems like a fun one. No, I don't. 
No, it doesn't. So we've been talking about it and having a go. But we, we, we'll, lay, we'll lay down to tape what our discussions about that card so far. So at Chris's request, in this next segment now, we're going to have a chat about Orbital Strike from the new Warhammer 40k campaign box. We give, let me give you the rundown of Orbital Strike. Yes, good idea. Orbital Strike. Prepared as always. We'll expect anything less from your premium Dice Masters podcast. Number one, for, for now. For the moment. <laughs> uh, so it's a basic action card, and it costs four energy to buy. You've got a maximum of three. It is from the Battle for Ultramar set. Uh, and it says, re-roll all your active character dice. Deal damage to target opponent equal to the combined attack of all rolled dice showing character faces. KO the rest of the rolled dice. Skip your attack step this turn. On double burst, instead of skipping your attack step, you may attack with only one character dice this turn. That is a headbender. <laughs> That's a proper headbender. So, as, as I see it, there's, there's two things with this card. The first is lining up characters in your field to be re-rolled that's that's going to have the potential to do a lot of damage when they land on character face but then equally setting yourself up so that if that hail mary swing doesn't pull off it's a bit it's a proper glass cannon card isn't it if it if it doesn't pull off that you're not leaving yourself vulnerable for your opponents next turn because all your characters have ended up going ko'd and into them <laughs> Yeah, into the bin and left a wide open field for your for your opponent just to stroll into. Yeah, we, we've just been chatting about it before we started recording. There's a number of ways. The first thing that I was thinking about was uh, something that because if it, if it doesn't roll on the character face, it's KO'd. So let's look at characters that uh, obviously if it lands on character, it does its attack, so a decent attack. But also if it's KO'd then there's some ability or effect or hopefully some damage caused to your opponent for it being KO'd. So we had a, a look through a few different cards, scouted through the Sidekick app. What did we come up with? Uh, it was the Human Outlander. That was it, yeah, that was the it. The Human um, Outlander. So he's, you got that one to hand? Uh, yes, I have. He's a four-cost bolt. He's evil and can be equipped. And that evil element of him might become relevant in a minute. Um, his stats are 0-3-1-1-4-2-2-5-3. So he's got a, a bit of damage possibility, especially at that level 3 with a 5. He has experience, which, you know, is interesting. But it says, when Human Outlander is KO'd, deal 2 damage to target character die or player. So the thinking there is, if we roll him with Orbital Strike and he lands on a character face, you could do 3, 4 or 5 damage with him. But if he rolls on energy and gets KO'd then you'll deal two damage to your opponent or to one of your opponent's characters if you need to clear their field out a little bit. Yeah, which seems quite solid. Another one I was thinking of was the one we spoke about last episode, the Grey Hunter, because uh, when he is KO'd, he does one damage to all opposing character dice. So at least I think he's he's not got that great attack, has he? No. But um, So if he lands on his character face, he's obviously doing that damage. But, uh, so he's two, three, four. So it's not too bad actually. But if he's KO'd, you're going to be uh, doing a little uh, machine gun attack of one damage to all opposing character dice. Yeah, which again, it, it might not be too devastating, but it certainly might thin your opponent's field out enough that if they attack you in their go while you've left yourself a little open, 
um, that they might not have enough to to do you in. Yeah, but obviously they get to re-roll everything that's been KO'd. Yes, yeah. So yeah. it does still leave a bit to be desired. Mm. But then equally, we talked about regenerate. That was something that we discussed. That so you know if if one of your character dice gets KO'd. As a result of the orbital strike, maybe regenerate could give you a, a chance, a second chance to at least get them back into the field to protect yourself next turn. Yeah, uh, there's a few with regenerate, isn't there? There is, yeah, but there's one in particular that stood out to me. Um, this was the promo Wolverine from the Deadpool set. Although I don't know, is he is he actually modern legal? I think he is. Is he one of the ones that wasn't on the list that then got added later on? I don't know. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think he was. Keep talking. Yeah, I think he was. But um, he is a four-cost shield, so relatively low cost to get one or two of them out in the field for your orbital strike. His attack is four, six, and seven, so a little bit more damage potential in him when compared to the uh, human outlander. But on one of his flip faces, he has just the keyword regenerate. So you might roll him on orbital strike. If he lands on his character face, that's four, six or seven damage, which, you know, on that level three is pretty, pretty hefty. Um, But if he doesn't roll and gets KO'd, well, then you've got an opportunity to use regenerate and re-roll him. So perhaps he comes back into the field and at least then you've got him as a blocker for the next go. Yeah, is it uh, it's Wolverine Xavier School? That's right, yes. Yeah, he is still modern legal. He's still modern legal, yeah. So he's got he's fairly low cost for his stats at four uh, and level two and level three at six or seven. He's a nice one if you do roll him on character face to deliver some damage through the orbital strike. Um, yeah, no, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, but that also led me to thinking about. So there was a. a a, su- a super rare action from the Tomb of Annihilation set called the Soulmonger, which I've never... I- I've read for the first time this <laughs> evening. Ungodly necromantic device. Uh, I thought this was interesting. It said, at the end of this turn, move each of your evil character dice that were KO'd this turn to your field zone at level 3. And then it's got a burst face on it, double burst face, sorry. And it says, also deal 2 damage to target opponent for each character dice moved to the field zone this way. So I was just thinking about that... Um, a human outlander who, who's yeah. an evil character so you roll your orbital strike you roll your human outlanders let's say you've got two or three of them managed to get two or three of them out which we've not even talked about ramping up to get them um <laughs> he lands on character face he can deal three four or five damage but if he gets ko'd he deals two damage to target character die or player but because he's evil and he's in the prep area you then fire off your soulmonger and then get to moving back to the field zone at level three. Which is very nice. We're yeah. Along the same vein of that, and also thinking about kind of ramping up, uh, Batiri Battlestack is also a evil character. Uh, so the one that gets plus one attack and plus one defense uh, for each other, char- uh, Batiri Battlestack in the field zone, that would work to a degree, wouldn't it? So you would ramp up. I suppose if they got knocked out, they're eventually kind of churning around to your bag, but they could hopefully do a bit of damage pumped up by others. What else have we got? Yeah, I also looked at, this is a really random one, another one that I've not really ever read until tonight, the Tomb Dwarf from Tomb of Annihilation. He's a four-cost mask, he's evil. One three three one four four one five four. So again, a little, you know, a bit of damage potential through the orbital strike there. 
lesser undead. There's while Tomb Dwarf, Dwarf is active, trap dice costs you two less energy to purchase. So I'm looking at him because he's a four cost and he's got some decent attack stats for the orbital strike, and he's evil. So if we were using the Soulmonger to bring him back in, yeah, he can come back in. But I was just wondering about that trap dice discount as well, so that in the meantime, while you're lining all your stuff up, you know, I was looking at like the dragon statue trap. Um, which triggers when your opponent attacks and you can pay X energy to deal X damage to all opposing character dice. So you'd need a lot of energy for this. You'd, you'd definitely be looking at, uh, I don't know, something like some Mimic Ramp or some spot fetid bloat drone stuff. So you've got loads of loads of energy sitting in your reserve pool, but you might use him to buy some cheap traps like the Dragon Statue Trap, um, pop that in the field and then, you know, if everything of yours does end up getting KO'd and doesn't come back, well, at least you've got something that might be able to clear some weenies off the other side of the table yeah. over it if he attacks you you know so that was something i was looking at yeah protection wise there is there's obviously momentum so if you can uh be building up on the action dice now to be able to kind of time that to get them all out uh but momentum would mean that anything that was ko'd you could then trigger momentum to roll them again so you can get them back in the field yeah that would work. Uh, protection abilities, we had a good hunt through for protection type abilities like the old human paladin or uh, the half elf bard, protection bard. And none of them quite do it. It's either kind of targeted effects or not quite the. It was one was your opponent's action. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything that really suited just protecting your, uh, your characters from a blanket effect or, say, protecting your sidekicks. Because any sidekicks that you put in your field, pretty much guaranteed to see most of them go bye-byes. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so it's interesting you should say one of you, uh, you said about like lining up your actions because we're relying a lot on actions here. One thing I was thinking about was I was looking at the Acerarak uh, from Tomb of Annihilation. This may mm. help kind of time your stuff. So he, well, he's evil, which is why I was I was looking at the evil stuff because I was looking for things to combo with the soulmonger um, and the orbital strike. Uh, he's got a tune, which is fine. He's pretty expensive. He's a six cost bolt. He's got a bit of attacking capacity, two, three, six. So on his level three, he could be good damage potential with your orbital strike. Not so great at level one, level two. But his game set says when fielded, resolve the burst effect of a basic action card, um, and the orbital strike has got a burst effect. So I was wondering, you know, rather than trying to time up all your actions so they, they go off at the same time, if you can ramp and churn effectively to get your, your character in the right space or even collect him in, I don't know, something like that, you can fire off your Acerarak to initiate your orbital strike, you know, at your leisure or, I don't know, field him and then with a Malekith on the team, so you can KO him ready for the, the next turn when you're all set up or something. Yeah, it's just like odd timing. Also, I mean, the thing that we discussed at the start was it says that you can't attack in your attack step or double burst. You can attack with one character. What happens, and let us know if this has been ruled on already, what happens if you hold on to that basic action die until the, uh, the window in the attack step? So, you know, your attackers, your blockers, your globals and actions... Does it fizzle because you can't do it, or? Yeah, so uh, I don't. Th- I don't believe it has been ruled on. I know it's been discussed uh, on a few of the chat rooms. The, I, the general feeling is that the intent of the card is clearly that you play it in your main step, 
because of the reference to the attack step in the game text. Mm. Um, but you're absolutely right. You can hold on to it and use it in that window. Uh, I was looking at Morph. I think it's the Uncommon Morph. Who, who's, uh, you know, when you field him, you choose a basic action card, and then when he attacks, you initiate the double burst version of that card's effect. So you field Morph, you choose Orbital Strike while you've got your human outlanders out. Then when your Soulmonger comes around, you just attack with him and initiate the effect. But you're initiating that effect in your attack step. So God knows what, I'm sure, greater rules-lawyering minds than us <laughs> could perhaps fathom that one out. But I think it'd be really interesting if, because then you're not relying on, you, you can trigger the orbital strike when you're good and ready to trigger the, the orbital strike then, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I thought with Wong, that the, the Wong-Spot-Sam-Spot uh, Spot combo, where you've got uh, Samantha Wilson and Spot out, and then you can draw and roll two dice when you feel the sidekick. So with the Professor X Global, along with buying and hopefully then rolling Wongs into the reserve pool, fielding them, triggering more dice to be kind of pulled through the bag, you could fill your attack zone up quite quickly with four wongs and Samantha Wilson I've got that dice here she's got quite good stats three two three five and then play the orbital strike so you can do it in all one hit drag everything through and then hopefully do enough damage with with what you've got in the field to uh, to do the whole 20 and finish the game all in one shebang yeah well yeah because that's one of the things we were talking about is that it is a kind of it's got the potential to be a one-shot kill but you can't guarantee that one-shot kill yeah irritatingly balanced (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely yeah um so yeah that's an interesting one Uh, one one other thing we did talk about is using effects that take stuff out of your field zone temporarily um Mm. so the, the global on odin's fury which is two masks and then once in your turn, you can remove one of your character dice from the field zone. Or one of the billy clubs, I think the uncommon one, you can um, move a, a, a dice to the billy club card uh, and return it to the field zone at the end of the turn, which I've seen some people use. They've obviously targeted your oppo- their opponent's characters to move their opponent's characters out of the field with it. Right. Uh, however, you could potentially target your own character so if you've got a good blocker actually i should have had a look at it is there is there anyone knocking around that's a bit like cyborg used to be in modern you know who could block two multi-block two Um, i think we're getting one with the is it mr mr plastic mr elastic plastic man plastic man that's the one where you can pay one and block with two right yeah i should have looked into that before yeah okay i should have looked into that before i brought brought the idea up but you may want to go right well okay save two masks uh, this character here i'm going to take out the field so that when orbital strike goes off they're not included so at least i know i've got one character coming back to the field at the end of the turn yeah um, armand zoda oh yeah similar similar in a way you've got to make sure you've got enough energy because you have to pay one to uh, clear all damage and put him back in the field zone after he's been ko'd uh, but that i mean it's an option it's just you've got to make sure you've got enough energy to be able to do that. And if you, you hopefully, I guess you're hoping to get all four out, so that's four energy per turn just to bring Mr. Robot Man back. 
Mr. Computer Man. Yes, yeah. So it really is uh, uh, the jankiest of all janky cards. <laughs> thank it you. is. It thank is. you so very much for the suggestion, Chris. I hope that has given you some ideas. If I was to build the team right now <laughs> to give it a play, I would probably, I'd probably look at that evil, the Soulmonger, evil collected in a Sererak, um, and then fill up the team. So human outlander, a Sererak, the collector, the Soulmonger. Then some some big ramp, so maybe PXG mimic to get the to cover those expensive because it's quite expensive to put together. Yeah. Get those expensive costs, and then that leaves me two slots for a little bit of utility, something useful, blob and a shriek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was doing that, I think I'd probably go uh, low cost weenies and go for um, lots of small characters and hope that if you're you've got enough out in your field zone you're going to have you might not do the whole 20 but you're probably going to get some back and and some you'd lose uh, maybe kind of invest in multiple man being one of them so and blink so that if you did end up with nothing in your field yeah. zone, like you've got enough masks to just shove everything back again yeah yeah for sure yeah or um you know, I might put. I'd be. I maybe would be inclined to put a Scarlet Witch or a Bishop on there in case my opponent buys it, being a basic action. Oh yeah, that would be a pain in the bum. Yeah. So, uh, and then my other, my second basic action would probably be Odin's Fury, so that I could remove my Collector from the field before the Orbital Strike goes off. So at least I've got him to use again and again and again. Yeah. You know, because yeah, he cool. he then in my opponent's turn could get me a second character as a blocker. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there you go, Mr. Club. Uh, that, that's probably about the the best we've managed to throw together. <laughs> There's a bit of a team brew around uh, orbital strike. Please do get in touch and let us know uh, whether whether that's what you were looking for. Um, I might give that a try, actually. It does sound like it might be a bit of fun, fun jank. I'll see if there's an opportunity to get it on the table at one of my casual nights down at Element Games. Yeah, I can imagine it being one that if it if it comes off the first time, you fall in love with it. If it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. then you never play it again. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those frustrating ones. It'll be it'll be my new hawk and dove. I'll just be yeah. It's like a dragon for me to slay now. <laughs> oh, speaking of hawk and dove, that Titans is good, isn't it, on Netflix? Uh, yes, mate. Yeah, I watched it. It uh, I enjoyed it a great deal. I got your message about the cliffhanger ending. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them any spoilers, mate. Uh, but, um, I was I was as surprised as anybody else when the Hulk turned up <laughs> I kept messaging Chris right, because I, I don't know uh, any of these characters and I, I know that I've, I, a little bit of a to and fro with uh, our main artist man Stu as well uh, I don't know the characters so it was really exciting I was like who are these guys and you're like they're the Doom Patrol there's like a team pack coming up for them and it's like oh cool I've never heard of them before in my life and then <laughs> who's this mental family and they're like oh they're the wherever they are family mental what are they called in the comics they used to be called the nuclear family nuclear family yeah they're they're, they're mad as you like uh so yeah it was like i was being introduced to these characters for the first time so i was like oh wow this is awesome but i can imagine if you've got your own preconceptions or you know them already you might be like oh well, i don't think that they're like that but i thoroughly enjoyed it also yeah. like the fact that they swore all the time yeah i know what you mean about the the preconceptions i, th- I think the thing I may have even said this before on the podcast, and this is a proper patented Chris tangent, and I will have to call Kingpin in a minute, um, but on myself. But um, I think 
one of the things with a lot of the comic book properties is everybody kind of knows the core basic story. You know, everybody knows that Batman is an orphan, his parents were murdered, and that drove him to this dark place to want to get you know, revenge on all crime. Or Superman is the stranger from a strange land, alien, brought up by the all-American red, white, and blue farm family to become Superman. Yep. Costa. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> or Spider-Man, bitten by a radioactive spider, gets given these incredible powers so there is something about with that groundwork it can be a retelling of the story you know it can be an interpretation it doesn't so you have to kind of let go of the preconceptions and say there's only one version of this story you know you view it as a retelling or a reinterpretation of the storyline and i think if you can do that then you can enjoy all these different kind of versions and and the tv version and the movie version and the comic book version and, and in the comic books they've done lots of alternative universes and stuff but there is definitely people out there with titans who've gone no it's nothing like it's too it's too violent and it's not like it's not true to the characters not in the spirit of it and then, 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 then. Ah, i quite like that what seeing robin say the f word yeah the boy what the boy wonder yeah that was good, that was good, and um, yeah, so a great show, I agree. Uh, but in any case, Orbital Strike, there we go, I hope you enjoy that. Let, if anybody has got any ideas or they've played around with it, please do get in touch and let us know, I'll bring us back from the weeds. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, good luck Chris, I hope that helped you out. And that, ladies and gents, brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. I'm still chuckling over the backwards stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, folks, if you're in the UK, don't forget the 10th of February at Element Games is the next Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event. The prize pool is shaping up extremely well. Go over to the UK Dice Masters Facebook page and find the event posted in there. Uh, and if you take a look in the um, discussion area, you'll see I've been putting some pictures up of some of the great stuff we've got. We've got custom alt art cards. We've got uh, custom bling accessories to turn your game into a sexy table experience. We have promos, old and new. We've got weird superhero. Artwork, aren't we? Yes, we have. Absolutely, we have. Uh, top prize as well is the Common Kate Bishop framed um, with some incredible artwork put behind it from our man Stu Art. We've got uh, superhero merchandise, all sorts of memorabilia, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, tokens, uh, all sorts of great stuff. So uh, if you're in the UK and you can get yourself over to Stockport on Sunday the 10th of February, then please do so. Uh, otherwise, not much else to to say at this point i don't think is there mate uh no i don't think so no okay well we'll be back in two weeks time i've been chris aka the true mr six and i've been andy aka yunda (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you soon guys bye bye (laughs) oh dear
yeah, that'd um, be awesome. Could revisit it, and then uh, it, you'll hopefully just yeah. <laughs> People will listen to that and go, this, well, this pair of mad bastards who got Arjun Lucan having in-depth discussions with Shadow Meld about creating S.H.I.E.L.D. teams. They're me and you rock up with... Uh, so I've recorded the names of some cards backwards. <laughs> 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 Let's see if you can get them. 